Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast. It's where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. And it is sports time as we are talking week 11 in the National Football League. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pearson. Joining me today is Bill Needles. How are you, Bill? I am doing well, thank you. Excellent. Well, your team's 8-1, and one, so I would imagine, like, woo, what a game last week. It all last week. No, sure, never in doubt, never in doubt that one. Uh, rounding out the trifecta, as always, is Craig Needles. How the heck are you, Craig? I know that the Broncos are not 8-1. and one. No, neither are my Lions. In fact, they're uh, ruining their stance by winning some games. Freaking idiots. Two in a row. Uh, what are they doing? Talk about that very briefly. The yeah. Rams going in the tank is a far more positive development for the Lions draft capital than the Lions winning some football games. That's true. Standing uh, uh, Stafford's back this week, though. But without Cooper Cup, I don't know how they're moving the ball. But we'll get to them. Uh, he will not do that. Yeah, rather quickly. Uh, so we're recording this on a Friday, Thursday night game. Um, it was nice to see the end of the Packers. Everybody thought that they were going to be back. We were we were on them last week with the uh, with the plus five, and they got there in the overtime game. That was uh, one of the few things that kind of went uh, uh, well for us. The Bears really screwed us. We would have had a good week if the Bears didn't somehow chunk it against my Lions. Still trying to figure out how how the the Lions won that game. It was a pick six and a mixed extra, missed extra point was uh basically what what fell the bears there but man fields had like it felt like 3,000 rush yards in that game so i'm still trying to figure out how the bears lost that one uh yeah but the packers are done aaron Rodgers is cooked i think we can say that he missed so many wide open guys in that game and it was the throw to watkins on that one third down yeah like that was wide open yeah. wide open and, and he, he threw it behind him yeah yeah it was very, very bad. And, like, look, sometimes, you know, you miss throws or whatever, but there's just been a lot of that this year. Mm-hmm. And the defense, for the most part, they haven't been great, they're, but they're, they're playing well enough for the Packers to win games. The offense is not. Rodgers is not. Like, Ro- like Rodgers has been the problem. Like, like that, that's the thing. Sometimes, you know, the quarterback's not the problem, but the team's losing anyway. Rodgers has been the problem. Is he cooked or does he just not care? That's a great question, Bill. <laughs> and I don't know the answer to it, but neither would shock me. Yeah, I think it's a little column A, a little column B to quote Grandpa Simpson. But, uh, yeah, well, Titans still look good. Best team against the spread right now, 7-2, and two, or 8-2, and two, sorry, the Tennessee Titans. Uh, we've been on them a fair bit. I, I probably would have taken them. Uh, if we were recording this on Wednesday like we used to. But. Uh, once Simmons, once it was clear that Simmons was going to play in the game, I think the Tennessee was the play. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Uh, but that's all hindsight, and we're here to talk about what is going to happen in the rest of Week 11. And first up, a bit of a juicy one, the Philadelphia Eagles laying 6.5, so they're not laying a full touchdown, coming off a uh, their first loss of the season on Monday night, so they're on the short week. Got beat by Washington. Man, that was that was a great spot for Washington. I was all over the plus eleven. Did not have them on the money line though. Was not that uh, was not that frisky with it. I, I haven't reached that stratosphere of of gambling uh, guru yet. Where I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna take the eleven point dog yeah. on the month, the road dog on the money line because they're gonna win. But no, I, I certainly thought that the uh, that the Commanders were going to come up with a cover, and that cover was never in doubt. Good Lord. I mean, maybe when the Eagles scored on the opening drive, you were like, oh, boy. But then the Commanders took it right down and made it 7-7. So, 
Uh, they were able to run the ball with such efficiency in that game. Yeah. Well, not even no efficiency is not even the right word because it was like three yards a carry, like three and a half yards a carry. But you know, three point five times three—that's more than ten. That's all you yeah. got to do. <laughs> that's so, true. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it, it was a very impressive game plan by Washington. It's interesting that the Eagles went out and signed uh, Dom and Kinsu after that uh-huh. game. I think they're uh, a little bit concerned about what was going on in the middle there with the run defense. We'll see what that means against the Colts this week. Yeah. Now, the Colts, I mean, just never, I guess we'll never disrespect the uh, the, the coach fired bump ever again because uh, if Jeff Saturday can do it, then, boy, every. Everybody who who comes after him from here on. Can to I make eternity. a counter to that? Please? The Raiders just might be. My counter to that would be a game involving the 2022 Raiders, who clearly hate their coach. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's a good uh, litmus test for how teams feel about coaches. True, but still, it's it's just like man, and like Saturday came in and was like, well, what if I just played my better quarterback? And I realized Matt Ryan's got like half a fork in him right now, but he's still better than Sam Ellinger, right? Like... Sure. But here's the thing <laughs> about that is the, the whispers started pretty quickly. And this is obviously Frank Reich's people who were doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the whispers started pretty quickly that that Ursay made Reich go to Ellinger. He said, no, you're not playing Ryan anymore. You're going to Ellinger permanently. And then as soon as he brings in Saturday, Ursay says, oh, I'll play whatever quarterback you want. So if you're the Reich people, you're like, wait a minute, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I, I think I might still have my job right now if you let me play the quarterback I wanted to. Like, so yeah, uh, yeah. I put it this way: Frank Reich is going to be a head coach somewhere in September. I think that yeah. is very clear. Might be for the very Raiders we were discussing because uh, I hope jo- it's for the Broncos. Josh McDaniels is a tool, an absolute tool. Yeah. Uh, Eagles laying six and a half against the Colts. This one is a little bit shaky because I don't know what to make of. The, I still don't know what to make of this Colts team. It, it, it's it's tough. The Indominus Sioux thing that you just mentioned is is plays a part in this one because the Colts have the tools to do what we just saw. Washington do to them, which is run the ball between the tackles with Jonathan Taylor, chug out those yards, make a couple of throws on third down and keep the ball away from the Eagles. So I lean towards the six and a half uh, with the Colts, but I don't feel extremely strong about it uh, in this one. What do you think, Bill? Eagles laying six and a half on the road. Yeah, same reasons you just mentioned. I, I think if you can get these Eagles by having a decent run game, you don't need a complicated offensive game plan for that. Just give the ball, get four or five yards. That's something the Colts are able to do. So, And, and you know what? Like you said, a couple third-down conversions, uh, Ryan can take care of that. So I'm all over the Colts here. I think that's a lot of points, and I think they'll at least be able to keep it close. Uh, Craig, any thoughts on Eagles-Colts? Uh, I have will note that if you go to Caesars or if you go to points bet, you can get the full seven with the Colts, and that would be what I would recommend. Yeah. Go find the full seven with the Colts and go get that. All right. So we seem to all be on the Colts on that one. Next up, the Los Angeles Rams headed to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Saints laying the three. Uh, so they're getting the three-point home bump for this one. Uh, Rams are getting Stafford back, who we found out is out of the concussion protocol today. However, they also lost Cooper Cup, who Stafford looked for every other play. <laughs> He's like, every other play. True. Um, 
I don't know how – I know the Saints have problems, and there's talks about them going back to Jameis Winston today, but neither – The Saints should absolutely go back to Jameis Winston. But Yeah, I think, that, I think that's what's going to happen. I think Jameis Winston's going to be under center for the Saints. Um, I don't know how the Rams move the ball without Cooper Cup. Uh, I'm on the Saints. They might be one of my five or, or a fringe five. I'm just laying the three. I know the Saints have been very disappointing, and they have uh, not been too great – uh, against the spread, only three and seven, but the Rams are two, six, and one. These are two of the worst teams uh, in the league, uh, ATS. So I guess not a game I should be particularly fired up about, but I like the Saints just getting the three point home bump in this one. Craig, what do you think? I agree. I'm on the Saints for this one. Um, I just, the Rams' offense has been a disaster with one of the players, of the non quarterbacks in the league who can lift an offense like Cooper Cup. Basically, no one. And this raw offense has been bad with Cooper Cup. What's it going to look like without him? Like, it's it's going to be really ugly, I think. I really like the Saints. That's, the Saints are going to be one of my five. All right. Uh, Billy, what do you think about Rams-Saints? Yeah, I'm on the Saints here as well. I, I think the Saints, yes, they've struggled a bit, but they've also played, like, if you look at the spread of teams they've played, they're, they're some pretty good teams in there. So it, it's not like they're losing games against really bad teams in general. I, I think the Saints still have a little bit in them. I think they'll be able to put the, put the Rams away here. So give me the Saints. Next up, the Chicago Bears head to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. And the Falcons also getting the three-point home bump. They are laying three points against two relatively uh, evenly matched teams. The Atlanta Falcons started out 6-0 and against the spread and have now uh, lost four straight ATS. So they're 6-4. and So, you know, you're not supposed to go... Uh, for against the spread for the entire season, but uh, here we are. So I, I think that based on the performance of the last two weeks from Justin Fields, that people are starting to get on the Bears. Uh, we bet the Bears last week and uh, with the minus two and a half at home and got bit because, uh, I mean, they were covering that whole game and then the Lions just got them in the final two minutes. That was, that was so weird. And the Falcons... Well, have, the, the throw, and look, Fields has been great the last couple of weeks. Fields mm-hmm. has been great. But there was a decision-making issue there that turned into a Jeff Okuda pick six, and that flipped that entire game. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, easy cover that play can happen. Easy I think, yeah, I think, this is, I think this is an easy one right here because I think that the public is going to be on the Chicago Bears based on what they've seen from Justin Fields in the last two weeks and the Atlanta Falcons just being kind of weird. Uh, I think this is a good uh, regression back to the mean spot for Atlanta. I like the Falcons laying three at home because I do think that they're – I think this is weird because I had these two – I bet on both of these two teams to be the worst two teams. In, I, like I, I had I had bets saying, hey, I think they're going to be the worst teams in the league, either the, the, the Falcons or the Bears, and that's not going to happen. Uh, I think this is a good spot to uh, fade the public and go with the Falcons because I think the public is going to be all over the Bears. So I'm laying the three with the Falcons. Billy, what do you think? Yeah, I'm not too enamored with either side here, but I, I think people want to say Fields is having these great – he completed 12 passes. Like, mm-hmm. Fields has been able to demolish people on the ground, but as soon as somebody's able to play contain on this guy, they won't win. Um, I don't think the Falcons are the team to do that. No, you're absolutely right. I think they're going to get beat up on the ground just like – but I think that everybody's going to realize to shift the game plan a little bit, make him throw the ball. I mean, it's obvious that's what he needs to do because he's not that great at that, and I think we're going to find that out real soon. 
Uh, I'm going to take Atlanta because I'm not yet a Fields believer. The Detroit Lions had two spies on Justin Fields. Two. And still couldn't stop him. Now, some of that has to do with personnel. (laughs) But but still, pretty embarrassing that you had a double spy on the guy and he still torched you for like 170 or whatever the hell it was. Uh, Craig, uh, thoughts on Bears-Falcons? On spies, one of my favorite features of the Manning cast on Monday Night Football is when they complain about various defensive coordinators not putting a spy on them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> how come there's never a spy on us, Eli? Um, <laughs> um, I will take the Bears side of this, but I don't love it. I, I just like I, I feel as though the Bears are a little bit better than Atlanta. I feel like you're getting an extra half a point here, uh, but I don't love the Bears side, so I'm going to stay away from this as far as actually putting money on it. All right. Uh, next up, the Washington Commanders laying three on the road in Houston. Uh, this is going to be one of my five. This is not for the fainted heart. Uh, if you don't have the stomach for this, walk away. Uh, but this is Taylor Heineke on a short week on the road laying points. And when you see that, you, the name of the team that he's laying points against does not matter. And I realize the Houston Texans are one of the worst teams in the league and are statistically the worst team in the league at 1-7-1. and But uh, you got to take the three with the Houston Texans here. And you got to put a little on the money line because the Texans could absolutely win this game. We're talking about the Commanders basically winning their Super Bowl on Monday against uh, like taking the perfect season away from the from the division rival Eagles, now going on the road in, in Texans. In, Houston laying points. And the Texans are coming off a bye, are they not? I don't think they played last week. No, yeah, they played the Giants. Texans, that weird uh, no, they're not coming off a bye. They yeah, they played They played that Giants game that they should have won. They were in the red zone four yeah. times and didn't come away with they, – they lost that game. They should have at least covered, but they, they, they were in the red zone a bunch of times and didn't come away with any points. So uh, hopefully they clean that up against the Commanders. But uh, you got to lay the three against the Commanders here. Hold your nose. Take the – or not the Commanders. I keep saying Commanders. you got to hold your nose and take the Texans here. Uh, because the Commanders can't be laying points on the road against any team, even if it's the worst team in the league. Craig, what say you on this one? I'm with you. I think that it is that is the play. I actually don't think the Commanders are are, are bad. I think they're all right. Mm-hmm. But I get, like if you go to if you go to Betway with this, you can get three and a half with Houston. Yikes! Get like, that hook. Yeah. That's you know go get your three and a half. I, yeah. That's a, that's a big half point. So, yeah, give me uh, give me the Texans. Uh, Billy, final thoughts, Commanders-Texans. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm working hard on not thinking about this one at all. Uh, <laughs> these are two very uninteresting teams. I'm going to take the points because they're both bad, and I don't know who's going to be worse. So I'm taking the points on this one. All right. Next up, the Nye Jets uh, head into Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots. Patriots, yet another team laying the three points, getting the three-point home bump. Uh, lay the points with the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots already whooped that ass once this year on the road. Although, that said, they didn't really whoop the Jets. They got kind of lucky because I remember there was a pick six there that got taken off the board that uh, Mac Jones threw. That it had it not have gotten taken off the board, the Jets, I think, would have run away with that game. So not as bad as I thought, but it's still Zach Wilson in uh, Foxborough against Bill Belichick. Lay the three with the Patriots. This might be one of my five. Bill, what say you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like the 
Jets here. You know what? I, I think this will be close enough. I'm going to take the Jets, and I'm going to take the points. The Jets have been better this year, but you're right. They they did beat up on them, and that was uh, in New York last time. But I still think the Jets have been a better team if you look at the whole season. You're getting points with them. I'm taking the Jets. Uh, all right. Uh, so I'm on the Patriots. Bill's on the Jets. Craig, tiebreaker. Well, this opened at four in a lot of spots and has now been bet down to three and a half. Mm-hmm. So I find that interesting. Some Jets money did come in. I would be Very curious to see what type of money that was. Uh, I I lean I lean Jets, but I'll tell you one thing that I think about this game is that Scott Hansen mm-hmm. do not show this game. Wow. Um, it was that or Washington Houston. Yeah. This one. Yep. Uh, yeah, I will say, uh, that being said, did I consider Ram Saints? I did. Um, but I just, I, I don't know if I can look away from the Rams offense and what it's going to be this week. Uh, I will take the, I will lean Jets. It will not be one of my five. I, I just, you're not getting the best of the number anymore with the Jets, and I, and I understand that. But I, I just, like, they're coming off the bye. Like, I, I and I think they're, they're I just think they're just the better team. I know they're not the, the team that has Belichick, but I think they're the better team. I guess, I, I guess Brandon – did you see that Brandon – I think Brandon Marshall and uh, Julian Edelman have a bet on this game where the loser has to get the uh, the tattoo – has to get a tattoo of the other team. So, like, if, if Julian Edelman – or so if the, if the Jets win, Edelman's got to get a Jets tat- tattoo and vice versa, apparently. Wow. Yeah, high stakes for – high drama for yeah. a Week 11 game. Uh, next up, the Detroit Lions head to New York to take on the Nye Giants. And the Nye Giants, another team, three-point home bump. They're saying these two teams are evenly matched. Uh, the, uh, the the three-and-six Detroit Lions or whatever are, uh, are the same as the seven-and-two Giants, is, is what they're saying, according well, to this line. Well, should we talk about the DVOA with these two, these two teams? Because yeah. they're ranked ninth and 20th. So I can understand, if you're looking at it from that perspective, saying, no, oh, they're about the same. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is a this is a weird one. Um, uh, I, it, it's tough for me to say here. The Lions—they're not really going to win three in a row, are they? And the Giants are are coming off uh, uh, a win against the Texans. That again, a, a, another baffling win. Uh, this team just has that. We're talking about a team that has the magic juju going for them against a team that has never had the magic juju going for them ever at any point. In in uh, the history of the National Football League, uh, you're supposed to bet the Lions here because, quite frankly, I think the Lions are the better team. <laughs> and I agree. Do they have the better quarterback in this game? But I don't know. And the Giants have some sort of weird horseshoe up their ass this year. And uh, and man, they just they believe in what Dable is doing there. But it's 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 strange. But I could see Saquon like having close to 200 yards in this game this this could be some you're supposed to put the lions here but I, I don't you just got to hold your nose and take the lions and hope that the giants just don't pull something out of their ass like they've been doing what say you craig i think it's gonna be detroit for me like you said i think they're better uh th- this ridiculous streak of everything goes our way in the fourth quarter is going to end for the giants at some point and even if it doesn't like, you know, if, if the Giants win this game on a last-second field goal, a push is your worst-case scenario. So mm-hmm. I think I'm going to take the Lions here. 
Yeah, you should also be sprinkling some money line money on the Lions. I think the two money lines I'm staring at right now are are uh, Lions and Texans. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Giants getting three at home. Yeah, I I think the Lions are better, so I like the Lions. But boy, would I love it if this game ends with just the Giants getting lucky and something terrible happening to the Lions, right? Like that last minute field goal being caught and returned for a touchdown. Uh, <laughs> it's a tie game. Something the Lions have a field goal return for a touchdown. Uh, yeah, the Giants have a field goal return for a touchdown. That yeah, yeah I'm, I'm hoping a last minute, you know, 38 yard field goal return for a touchdown. Um, I'm going to take the Lions here because I think they're better. All right. Next up, the Carolina Panthers head into Baltimore to take on the Ravens, and the Ravens are laying 13. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I haven't said this in a while. I don't think we've had a, an official let's be careful out there game all season. Uh, Panthers, Ravens, let's be careful out there, guys, because you got to take the plus 13, but Baker Mayfield's going to be under center in this game for the Panthers. So if you got to, you got to, or if you, if you can stomach it, do it, but let's be careful out there, you guys, because I, I don't see any way in hell you're laying 13 with the Baltimore Ravens, even though they're they're quite good, but it's, whew, this, this is a scary one. Craig, what do you think? Ravens laying 13. I want nothing to do with this unless you feel like you have the guts to bet the Ravens. I don't. Um, uh, just like, but like, or don't doesn't Baltimore run for like 300 yards in this game? And like at the end of the game, we see some absurd stat. Like, oh wow, Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards and Kenyon Drake all had 75 yards and a touchdown. All three of them. Like, isn't that yeah. something that happens in this game? <coughs> sure could be. Nope. Sure could be. All right, so I'm I'm saying Panthers. Bill say, Craig saying Ravens. Billy tiebreaker. Yeah, I think I think you just take those points. Give me the 13 points. That's too many for Baltimore. And as bad as Carolina is, I'm going to assume that they can keep it that close. So give me Carolina here. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention when we were talking about Commanders Texans is that that game is also a pros Joe's game because 55% of the tickets are on the Commanders, but a whopping 85% of the money is on the Texans. So that means the sharp, the sharp groups are in on the Texans. Uh, so that's that's another reason you need to be on the the, the Houston uh, as a home dog. Last game of the one o'clock slate, uh, game that unfortunately moved, had all the promise in the world, all the makings of a classic, and for some reason we just wimp out and move it to Detroit. Uh, so now the Bills don't even have the Bills get to play two games in Detroit. The, the Bills are going to play more games in Ford Field than the Lions will this week. This is ridiculous. Uh, Browns, Bills, Bills laying eight. Uh, again, this game is being played in four field because of the uh, just insane snowstorm that is going on in the uh, upper New York have area. You seen there. some of the video from that? Like, I understand why this football game couldn't be played where they were going to play it. Like, it's, you don't it's think not. that you don't think that the Bills Mafia was going to make it out to that game? Come hell or high water, oh, they were going to be shirtless, I'm busting through saying, tables. I, I'm sure like, they would have. But here's what, what would have happened: it would have been like, oh. Uh, two different cars filled with Bills fans uh, were yeah. snowed in. And they, you know, starved to death on the side of the road three days after the game. Like, you know, <laughs> that was going to be a thing that was happening. I suppose. Uh, yeah, I, I, I understand. It was kind of a weird storm too, where it's like North Buffalo got nothing, but south of Buffalo, Orchard Park has got absolutely crushed. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, uh, I'm, I'm taking the Bills here. This is going to be an indoor track meet. 
I'll, like yeah. I think Buffalo Buffalo is going to uh, cover here. It's seven and a half. It went down to seven and a half in some places. Uh, it's eight in some places right now. Yeah, if you go to Sports Interaction, yeah. If you if you go to Sports Interaction and you want Cleveland, you can get nine. Uh, but yeah, I've, I, I, if it's if it's seven and a half or eight, I want Buffalo. I'm just I'm just sold. This this game really chaps my ass. I had I had all the all the analysis I had for this game was based on the fact that there I was texting you guys about it on like Tuesday. I'm like we got to get the Browns early. It's going to be yep. snowing in Buffalo all weekend. Get the Browns now cuz at game time goes, it's going to be 4, right? Like that plays into Cleveland's hands too. Oh yeah, it's a game where you can only run. Cleveland's like, "Oh, yeah. No, we don't typically like to pass anyway, even though the weather's perfect." So this is fine. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, now oh, it's, now, now now everyone's inside of their comfy comfy Ford field. Yeah, I had the, I had the 8 and the, the God, once again, Ford field. Nothing but bad memories of that place for me. Ah, uh. Yeah, I think I'm with you, Craig. I think you're supposed to lay the 8 with the Bills coming off of uh one of the weirdest losses i think that they said that that was the most unexpected loss since like 2004 or something like that like they had to go all the way back to probability yeah if you look at probability for that game is nuts yeah absolutely nuts yeah it it was it was uh, yeah apparently it, it yeah it was like the least likely like the, the, the Falcons blowing the 28-3 to lead was more likely than what happened to the Bills on Monday, right? Like, it was... It and was I, look, it I, was know, I know it's, it's, it's hindsight, but why wouldn't, if you were the Bills, you snap the ball in the shotgun to Allen, have him run around in the end zone for as much as he can, and then yeah. take the safety, and then kick it deep in Minnesota with no timeouts. I understand a few goal wins the game at that point, yeah. but just have a, a, a challenge 30 second drive with no time else for Minnesota. Like, I, just, I don't understand you, why they do that. I, you, you can't either. I, I, and I, that's in hindsight. Yeah. But you, Josh Allen, you got to trust him to sneak the ball half a yard to get you a little extra space, right? Like they needed two QB yeah. sneaks from, and he just dropped the ball. It was just so yeah. wildly unfortunate. Right. Yeah. Even I trust if he, the ability to get one yard more than I trust the ability to stop a field goal in 30 seconds of time, you yeah. know, like it was it just, hard. Yeah. We saw the two worst quarterback sneak attempts in that game by both the quarterbacks in that game, right? Like, it was – oh, it was, it was just so weird. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, Billy, Browns, Bills. Bills laying eight. What do you think? Uh, give me the Bills. I I think they're going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder after that. Um, they're just a really – they're a good football team. They're a very good football team, and Cleveland is not. I think the Bills are going to smash Cleveland. All right. Uh, so we declared uh, Jets-Patriots the Scott Hansen game. The marquee matchup, not really. The 1 o'clock slate is bad. Yeah, it's not a good one. The 4 one. o'clock slate is loaded, but the 1 o'clock slate is bad. Yeah. Uh, I can't say loaded, actually. It's not Browns, a great week. Browns-Bills obviously would have been. If it, I think it still is Browns-Bills, even though it's a high spread, because those are still two pretty decent teams, because it's none of the other three-point bump games where it's just kind of two bad teams hooking up and one team gets the three-point bump. Like, obviously, it would have been Browns-Bills, if it was in the, the snowstorm, would have been must-see for uh, for if it was a terrible game or not. Anyway, you just love football and the elements like that. But uh, I think it's still Browns-Bills just to see what the Bills can do on the, on the turf in Ford Field. Uh, that should get nasty. All right, heading to the 4 o'clock slate. The Las Vegas Raiders head into Denver to take on the Broncos. And the Broncos' offense is so bad, Craig, that they're not even getting the three-point home bump. They're only laying the two-and-a-half. 
Ah, uh, Christ, what do you do with this one? I can't... I, I'm torn between two things in this one. One, the Raiders... We, we mentioned it earlier, they look atrocious. They hate their coach. Uh, Devontae Adams is basically saying the locker room is toxic because we all hate who's making the decisions. Mark Davis has no idea what the hell he's doing. Um, but then I look at the Denver Broncos, and the Denver Broncos had two weeks to prepare for the Tennessee Titans and scored 10 points. So, That's right. <laughs> and, and, so. and seven of those 10 points were off a broken coverage by the Titans that led to a 60-yard touchdown. Right? So they really scored 10 true points. Like 10 really true, honest to goodness football points. No, it was three. Or three, sorry. Like, yeah, they, not 10. Yeah, they, three. Like, they scored 10 points in that game, but seven of them were off of a, a singular broken coverage. Like it wasn't like this effective drive, it was just a bad coverage. So Sorry, I don't. I don't know. I guess. Do you hold your nose and, and take the Raiders here and think that like maybe their offense gets it? I mean that Denver Broncos defense is still really good, and the Raiders can't get anything going. Derek Carr's crying in press conferences. It's just, it's it's I think pretty you have awful. To give but... up, I think you have to give up the two and a half with Denver. Maybe. Like, I don't know. I get, this, I... When are you going to get this Raiders team on the road the rest of the year where you don't even have to give up a field goal for it? When's that going to happen? I don't know, man. It's just it's tough because like if the, if the Raiders score two touchdowns, is that enough to cover the plus two? Probably. <laughs> like I don't. I th- I think you have to hold your nose and take the Raiders. I don't. It's not. This is going to be. <laughs> like I'm gonna have no money on this game. This 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 game is will be my I least say bad game of the Russell week. Russell Wilson had one good game this year, and yeah. it was against the Raiders. Like, so they, there you they, go. They look pretty good, but that's just because the Raiders are terrible. All right, so I'm gonna officially say I'm gonna take the points with the Raiders. Craig, what are you saying with your about your Broncos? I'm gonna I'm gonna give up the two and a half for Denver. This is not gonna be one of my five, but just like this Raiders team is. They just lost to a team with a guy who's literally never coached in the NFL. Yeah, never like, coached, it's, it's period. Never coached football. Yeah. He hasn't coached a, a yeah. peewee league with it. He hasn't coached a backyard game with his kids. Like, <laughs> ugh. Crazy. All right, uh, Billy, tiebreaker on this one. Yeah, I'm going Denver here. <laughs> I think Denver's offense is horrible, but this is a team that got shut out by the Saints three weeks ago. Right? Like, Denver's defense is really good. Uh, I think they could hold them to three points here. So, if Denver can find the end zone once, it might be enough. So, I'm going to take Denver. All right. Uh, Next up, the Cincinnati Bengals head to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Now, here's the problem with this game is that um, we're no longer getting the better – best of the number in this one. I was perfectly prepared to take Pittsburgh at plus five and a half – earlier in this week but the sharps came in on the Steelers hard and we have now lost a full two points and it is now Bengals minus three and a half on the road it was down from five and a half and that two points is a big two points to me because I now officially like the Bengals getting getting the minus three and a half on the road god I was fully prepared to make the Steelers one of my five at the at the plus five and a half but it's it's not there anymore and we're not getting the best of the number so the best thing I can do with this game is just kind of sigh and walk away because I really wanted to bet the Steelers plus the five and a half, and I didn't get to it fast enough before the, the, the Sharps uh, pounded the value out of it. Uh, Craig, what do you think about this one? Bengals currently uh, laying three, three and a half on the road. I, I would agree with that. If it was five and a half, I would be pretty okay with taking the Steelers. 
Uh, it's not. Um, and I, I looked at a few places. You can't find five and a half anywhere. You can find four if you look. Sports Interaction has it at four. But you're still not getting even close to the best of the numbers. So I'm staying away from this game. Uh, but I was ready to go with the Steelers when it was five and a half. Yeah. Water gun to your head if you had to take uh, uh, I'm doing bank now. It's yeah. gone down. But it's, if, if I can get, if I like the three and a half, which is where it is in most places, I'm taking, I'm getting the Bengals three and a half. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, Billy, what do you think Last about time this these one? Teams played, the Bengals turned it over five times. I think that's unlikely to occur again. <laughs> Plus the Bengals are yeah. going to have a long snapper this time. Also good. Yeah, that was a game. No Jamar Chase though, which sucks. And TJ Watt is back for this one, which um, I believe is why the uh, Sharps were, and myself were quite enamored with the, uh, with the Steelers getting the five and a half. Uh, Billy, what are your thoughts? Bengals currently laying three and a half on the road. Yeah, I'm on Cincinnati here. Um, I think that the second half of this season, their offense has looked way better. And, and yes, they lost Chase and that sucks, but they still looked pretty good the last few weeks. Um, I'm going to take Cincinnati because I think they'll be able to score 30 points and I don't think Pittsburgh can keep up. Last game of the four o'clock slate, the big one. The big kahuna of the week. The big kahuna not only in the fact that it's two great teams fighting for uh, fighting for a potential first-round bye for playoff seeding, etc., etc., uh, but also because this is one of the most heavily bet games. I can tell you right now I have most of the profit I have made this season on one of the teams in this game. And this is a pros-Joes game. We have 70% of the tickets on one team and 77% of the money on the other team. The team that the public uh, is on, Bill, I'm sorry, they're on your Vikings uh, catching currently two, but it was one for most of the week. Uh, The pros are on the Cowboys. I bet a... Gobs of units on the Cowboys laying the one at the beginning of the week. This is a perfect spot to take a road favorite, which I don't like to do that often because you have the Cowboys coming off a a horrible loss to the Green Bay Packers, who we now know are all cooked, although we were on Green Bay last week. And then we have the Minnesota Vikings, who are 8-1, but coming off, uh, as we discussed, the most improbable victory of the last uh, 18 years, apparently, according to the good people of the internet. Uh, This is a perfect storm of two really good teams, but one might be a little bit more focused than the other, and unfortunately, that's the road team. I'm on the Cowboys. They're going to be one of my five. Uh, I'm giving away the minus one if you want it for the contest, but it is currently Cowboys laying two against your Vikings. Uh, Billy, what do you think? You know what? I don't think the Cowboys are good enough to like for Minnesota to be getting points here. Like, I'll tell you, you look at the power rankings, and Minnesota is going to be above Dallas on every single one. Why is Minnesota getting points in Minnesota? This doesn't make sense to me. I'm taking my Vikings. They're a better well, team, I think, and they're at home, and they're getting a point. I... Well, DVOA would suggest that Dallas is a little bit better. Dallas is ranked fourth, and Minnesota's ranked seventeenth. Five, six, seventeen. Min- yeah, yeah. Minnesota- now, if you look at if you look at weighted, like weighting the last four weeks, mm-hmm. Minnesota looks a lot better than the old DVOA, but that obviously heavily ranks heavily weights winning in Buffalo. 
but yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know. This, this is a, like, I, I, I'm going Dallas. I'm going Dallas. Uh, but it is a bit of a weird line. And I think that if the team going into Minnesota was any franchise but the Cowboys, this line would be a little different. Uh, but I'm still going to Dallas here. I think I I just – you can't – the Sharps were already all over Dallas at the minus one so much that they moved it to – so much that they moved it to minus two, right? The Sharps have come in hard. This is an extremely heavily bet game by the Sharps. And I just – I can't imagine the, the, the type of, of handle the uh, – books would have to put on if this line opened up at like Vikings minus three like I'll bet if you I'll bet if you ask the public what like before the lines came out and you asked like Joe Public football fan what the line for this game was most of them would have said Vikings minus three right two pretty good teams Vikings uh getting the three-point home bump but I can't imagine what the handle would be like if that was the actual line that they opened up and Vegas was smart enough to know that the Sharps. And I, I'm pretty sure I texted you Sunday night when the lines came out. I said, I think I said to you, Craig, I said, so I says to Mabel, I says. Uh, so I'm pretty sure I texted you and, and said that, man, I bet the Sharps are going to love that Cowboys minus one because it's just, it, it, like I said, it's the perfect storm of Cowboys' monstrous, disappointing loss to the Green Bay Packers, who look terrible, and Vikings' all-time miracle uh, win, so much so that everybody's been showing Paul Allen clips of him reacting in the booth <laughs> all week, which those clips were great. Good clips. But it's 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 just such a it's it's a perfect they gambling both, storm they're, they're, of taking the Cowboys. Highest profile games last week that everyone yeah. watched, and, and they were better than the night games for sure. Uh, the two highest profile games last week that everyone watched were involved these two teams, and one was a heartbreaking loss for Dallas, and one was a thrilling win for minnesota so yeah so it's the perfect storm of that so i i i i am way too invested in the cowboys this week uh yeah so if if the cowboys don't uh win this game and cover the spread uh i'm gonna come here i'm gonna come on this podcast next week probably crying that's gonna be me uh, marquee matchup, easily cowboys vikings don't even need to discuss it for the for the four o'clock like sunday game Pretty good little Sunday game. We, we, we haven't had the greatest luck with the Sunday games of recent memory, but uh, here we are with a pretty good one. This was flexed one. in. Yeah. This, yeah, this was it supposed, what was supposed to be Bengals-Steelers. They flexed it out. Now, Smart. I would suspect that NBC said, we want Vikings-Cowboys, and Fox said, forget it. Um, <laughs> yeah, go bleep yourself, Fox said. I suspect <laughs> that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. You got to you gotta at least ask, up, though, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, because like Fox gets like a certain—I forget what the exact details of the, the contract are—but Fox and CBS each get a certain number of black balls on on flexing. So if you're if, you, if you're Fox and CBS, you don't waste those. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you're NBC, you want to make them use them. I I I I I, I forget the, like they can protect a certain number of games. I forget exactly what it is, but like keep, if if you're NBC, you want to keep them honest and say, hey, did you protect Cowboys Vikings? Okay, you did. All right, fine. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I th- this is pretty. This is a, a not bad consolation prize for the Sunday night slate. Yeah, not too bad. The problem with this game is, in the exact same fashion as Bengals Steelers, we are no longer getting the best of the number. This line opened up at Chargers plus six and a half at home, and the Sharps bet the shit out of the Chargers. 
because when you want the chart, you don't want the Chargers when they're laying points. You don't want the Chargers when you're when they're a short dog. You want them when they're a nice long dog. And the Chiefs against the Chiefs, who despite their high-powered offense for whatever reason, never cover the high lines. So the Sharps hammered the six and a half down to five, and now it's uh, Chiefs minus five and a half or Chiefs minus five. So we're not getting the best of the number for this one anymore, which uh, kind of annoys Some me. Some places are offering Chiefs minus four and a half. Oh, my Lord. So we're really not getting the best oh, of the number anymore. A lot anymore. of Charger money has come in. Yeah, a lot of Charger so, money has come in. Yeah, so the Sharps hammered the Chargers. And, uh, man, the Chargers were the other one that I was staring at. I just wasn't – I wish I wrote down one of the Steelers or Chargers or one of my five, but uh, once the number was gone, I couldn't in good faith do that anymore. Um, so it's a shame because I missed out on the Chargers and the Steelers. Uh, and we're not getting the best of the number anymore. That said, I – don't like the minus five with the Chiefs as much as I like the minus three and a half with the Cincinnati in that game. So I don't know. I need a little bit of help with this one. What do you, what do you think, Billy? Chiefs currently laying five in Los Angeles. Yeah, I trust the Chiefs here. I, I think the Chargers are missing some of their weapons on offense, right? That's correct. Yeah, they uh, usually we're gonna are. We're going to have to wait and see on Williams. Allen, it looks like he's playing. Williams, we're going to have to wait and see. Oh, Allen yeah. is playing. Oh, uh, I. I still think that Kansas City is significantly better. I think they're going to be able to move the ball. I, I don't know that we're going to see a lot of punts from Kansas City, and that's going to mean a lot of points scored. And, and Allen or not, despite the, fact it's going to be pretty up. despite the fact that this game's Los Angeles, California, I suspect the Chiefs will have a significant crowd advantage. Yeah, that's also the thing that happens when the Chargers are at quote-unquote home. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I guess I should have looked this up because I, I – I, Never looked up the six. And, I never looked up the six and a half, but for some reason, I always remember it being uh, when the Chiefs and the Chargers have hooked up in the couple of times in the uh, in, in the Justin Herbert era. Uh, I feel like those games have been close with both teams just chucking it all over the field. But so yeah, I guess maybe I still lean Chargers, but you're not getting the best of the number uh, anymore. So I, I can't, in good conscience, uh, bet them. But I still think I don't want to lay the five. So um, I'm going to say Chargers, but I don't feel strong about it right now. Craig, uh, tiebreaker on this one. I'm going to go Chargers, but I don't feel great about it. Yeah. I uh, I'd feel a lot better about it with a different number, but I will go Chargers for. Oh, uh, I don't know if you can get the Chiefs minus the four and a half. Yeah, that's that's a big yeah. half point there, but I like that's a key number coming off the five there. But uh, I'm just so disappointed we didn't get the six and a half. <laughs> Damn! Even if we were talking about it on Wednesday, that would have been gone. So it is what it is. All right, last game of the week. What a weird friggin' game this is. This is this the the, the San Francisco 49ers are heading to quote Arizona, but this game's actually being played in Mexico. Uh, as part of the international series that's going on. So I, I suspect that there will be more 49ers fans there than Cardinals fans, given California's proximity to the state of Mexico. Uh, this line opened Plus up. Plus the Niners are just more of a brand. More of a brand, better team right now, for sure. Um, not sure how many Call of Duty players they, they have in Mexico or any big Call of Duty <laughs> fans in Mexico. Um, this line opened up at uh, Niners laying seven on the quote-unquote road. It is currently Niners minus eight uh, in Mexico. Um, this is a tough one. This is like the Admiral Akbar Yu-Gi-Oh trap card. This, this is the Admiral Akbar memorial, like, it's a trap game of the week. I have no idea 
what to do with this game. So I'm wildly just going to stay away because I want to... My, my instinct would have been to lay the 7 with the... Cart with the with the Niners, but at the eight, that's enough. That that's a like the eight is enough of a difference that I'm at least thinking about uh, taking the points with with Kyler Murray. But it's it's so weird being on the road. Uh, Billy, what do you think about this one? Niners laying eight in Mexico. Yeah, I'm on the Cardinals here. I don't think San Francisco is good enough for that many. I, I think they're great, and I think Arizona's mediocre, but I still think they're going to be able to keep it closer than that. I think that's too many points. Uh, you're not really getting the home advantage. Both teams need to travel. I'm taking Arizona. All right. Yeah, I think I'm on Arizona with the eight, too, but I don't feel great about it. It might just be a hold your nose and take the Cardinals moment for me. Uh, Craig, what do you think? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm leading 49ers. Okay. I just, we, we're not exactly sure who's playing quarterback for Arizona. I think the Niners are Yeah, that's the other thing is Cardinals might have their third-string quarterback in in this game, right? It I looks for, like McCoy yeah. is going to be okay. We're still not sure about Murray. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, it's, I, I, I'm taking the Niners here. Maybe it just – now that you mentioned that, because I forgot about that, and I'm glad you mentioned the quarterback thing. It, it, for me, it might be as simple as if it's Colt McCoy, I'm laying the – I'm taking the points – and if it's the Cardinals' third stringer, I'm I'm laying the points. It it might be as simple as that for me. So Colt McCoy had a full practice today. Okay. Kyler Murray had a little practice today. Mm. So yeah, I kind of like the uh, I, I kind of like the. I'm wondering. I I don't. I can't find it right now. I'm trying to think about if the movement from the seven to the eight was the sharps moving it from the seven to the eight. Um, or is did that jump from like the Kyler Murray to the Colt McCoy line? Uh, and uh, based on what I'm staring at right now, I can't discern either. I can't I can't discern either, which leads me to leave maybe some sharp money came in on the on the Niners. That's my first instinct, but I can't prove that based on what I'm looking at right now. Um, so do with that what you will. Uh, but it sounds like we're all kind of... It sounds like Bill and I are on the Cardinals and, and Craig's on the Niners. And what should be a weird, weird... Yeah, this bizarre, is a lobby one of my five, put it that way. No, yeah, not even close. All right, so that's it for week 11. All that is left to do is to uh, pick our five. Bit of a rough week last week, which could have been a great week. Uh, we were all on Chicago and they did not cover the two and a half and outright lost the game. So that was something. Uh, I think I'm going to go first this week. I haven't gone first in a couple of weeks, so so maybe I'm going to go first this week. Uh, obviously, I'm laying the one with Dallas. I, I have a lot of money riding on I have a lot of units riding on that game anyway, so why not just put it in my five to go for max joy or, or full-on defeat? Uh, I'm laying the three with New England. Uh, I'm taking the points with Houston. Uh, I'm also laying the three with Atlanta, and I'm laying the three of New Orleans. So I'm going with three uh, short. I'm going with three teams getting three point home bump. Houston is the home dog, and Dallas as the slight road favorite uh, with a lot of money. And as always, this is kind of subject to change. I can see me switching off that New Orleans one. I, New Orleans is the only one I don't feel strongly about. Uh, Craig, week eleven, who you got? What are you getting the Saints at? Uh, minus three. I will take that too. Okay, I'm going to take. The Houston Texans as well. All right. I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys as well. Ooh, that's three. Same three I had. I love it. Yeah, I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. Can I get the full seven with the Colts? 
Uh, yeah, available? I'll give you a full seven. I'm feeling generous. Yeah. It's like, can you see that somewhere? And it's not. Yeah, uh, okay. I can tell you exactly where if you would like. Uh, yes, please. Uh, but uh, Caesars is offering it the full seven. All right, I'll give you the full seven. Yep, and uh, Detroit Lions as well. Okay, Detroit plus three. All right, Billy, take us home for week eleven. All right, I will take the New York Jets. I'll take the okay. Denver Broncos. Ooh. I'll go Cincinnati. I will take Arizona. I'm hoping Murray starts. Oh. And I'm not going to do Minnesota because I don't want to fade you both. Um, so I'm going to play nice. And I was going to take Buffalo. All right. I think you're crazy for this one, Rick, for taking the Arizona Cardinals. But, uh... Oh, they're fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, you crazy for this one, Rick? Uh, all right, so that is it for week 11. Crossover Podcast available at crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, and pretty much any other podcatcher that you happen to be downloading your podcast on. So uh, leave us a review on any of those. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. So that'll be it for this week. We'll be back next week breaking down week 11 and discussing week 12, as we always do. At some point next week, there should be a Wakanda Forever podcast. We weren't able to do it this week because uh, none of the other uh, guys that I record this with were able to get out to see it. But I'm, I have here tell that they are... Uh, going to see it uh, this weekend. So sometime early next week, uh, next week, I'm hoping to get a Wakanda Forever podcast uh, out to the public. So uh, stay tuned for that. If not, we'll be we'll do it. It, it should be out sometime next week for sure. Uh, that is it for the crossover podcast this week. Take care, everybody. Uh, good luck with all of your bets. And as always. <clears throat> Pardon me. And uh, as always, take care, and uh, we'll listen to you next time. And we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast. <laughs>